Oh boy, this week I'm going to tick off a lot of people, especially if you're a therapist. You know, therapy can be a great way to work through personal issues, develop coping mechanisms, and even find guidance and support. However, not all therapists are created equal. And this week, I'll show you exactly how to find out if therapy is right for you and exactly how to find the best therapist for your particular needs. Stay with us. Hello, everybody out there. I'm Stephen Diamond. Welcome to the show. And you might have seen me on the hit Netflix TV series, Tiger King 2, The Doc Antle Story. You see, I grew up performing all over the world as a professional illusionist with real lions and tigers. And on this podcast, I use the term tiger as a metaphor for all of those shadowy creatures that lurk deep inside of us all, only to rear their dangerous little heads when we least expect it. You know, things like stress, depression, anxiety, and even shyness. And today, we're going to talk about if therapy is right for you, and we will learn how to find the right therapist. You know, therapy is a topic that I know really, really well, and there's a good reason for that. I've had over 25 years of therapy, and I've seen more than 37 different therapists. Now, either that means I'm completely nuts, or (laughs) there's a process to finding the right therapist for you. And I thought that today I would take a little bit of time to explain to you what I've learned over the last 25 years of trying to find therapists the hard way. But more importantly, I've learned how to audition the therapists that you intend to see. You heard me right. I said audition because in my expert opinion, that's exactly what you should do. Therapists are a dime a dozen, and a good one is hard to find. Trust me, I've seen them all. Believe it or not, therapists can be some of the most emotionally unstable people that I've ever met. You've heard the old saying that doctors make the worst patients. Well, it's true with therapists as well. And finding the right therapist is vital to your journey back to wellness. First, let's talk about the therapy for children. The very first therapist that I ever saw was a kind woman by the name of Dr. Walloy. She was in Portsmouth, Virginia, and I was just eight years old, and my parents were in the middle of a very heated and nasty divorce. My father could see the effects that this was having on me, and it caused him to seek out a good therapist to make sure that his little boy was going to be okay. You know, I remember going to see her once each week, and I actually enjoyed meeting with her. I remember that she was a court-appointed therapist, though now it's hard for me to remember the details of our weekly visit. Suffice it to say that all went well, and she really did help me understand in ways that my underdeveloped eight-year-old emotional mind really couldn't comprehend at the time. Today, I believe that children going through a contentious divorce should, in fact, see a therapist. Children need to clearly understand that it's not their fault, 
and that they did absolutely nothing wrong to cause this situation between their mom and dad. Because that's exactly what I believed in my little eight-year-old brain. I remember having long conversations with my father about this. And the problem is, just because you tell your child that they had nothing to do with the divorce doesn't mean that your child believes you or can even fully understand what you're saying. When parents divorce, it's often because they've grown apart and no longer feel that they can remain in a committed relationship. The decision to divorce is usually made after a long and difficult process, and it's not usually something that either parent takes very lightly. Unfortunately, the children of divorced parents are often caught in the middle of their parents' conflict. This may make them feel confused, abandoned, or even responsible for the divorce itself. I know that I certainly felt that way for sure. Fortunately, there are things that can be done to help children understand and cope with their parents' divorce. One option is therapy. Therapy can provide children with a safe place to express their feelings and learn how to cope with the changes in their family. Deciding whether or not to seek therapy for your child can be a difficult decision for any parent, that's for sure. There are many factors to consider, such as the severity of your child's symptoms, their age, and your family's financial and insurance coverage situations. However, with the help of a qualified therapist, children can learn to cope with their emotions and develop a healthy coping mechanism. If you're considering therapy for your child, it's important to do your research and find a therapist who is experienced in working with children and families for the specific issues that you and your family in particular are dealing with. Here are my top three tips for choosing a good therapist for your child. First, make sure the therapist is experienced in treating children. If you have any questions about the therapist's qualifications or approach to therapy, make sure to ask before you make an appointment. Next, find a therapist who is a good fit for your child's personality and particular needs. Only you know what type of person would be best to communicate with your child. Considering their unique personality traits and needs is vital to the success of their therapy. Third, ask questions about the therapist's qualifications and approach to therapy. Know who is talking to your child behind closed doors. That is so important. Don't just blindly throw them into a room with some therapist and expect your child to come out all healed and miraculously okay. It just doesn't work that way. Know who is talking to your child. In addition to finding a qualified therapist, it's also important to make sure that your child is comfortable with the therapist and feels safe talking to them. If your child does not feel comfortable, they may be less likely to open up and benefit from therapy. If you are considering therapy for your child, take some time to research different therapists in your area. Talk to your child's pediatrician or other trusted adult about their experiences with that particular therapist. 
And if you are in the middle of a divorce, the courts can help recommend vetted therapists that they use and trust. But what about therapy for you? I'll be the first to admit that therapy has changed my life. In fact, it has saved my life on more than one occasion. Having that trusted person that you can rely on and openly talk with each week really helps relieve that stress and anxiety that builds up over time. That having been said, there is a catch. You have to find a therapist that is a good fit for you and your particular belief system. And hopefully, this person isn't one of the many therapists out there that I like to call clock watchers, who are only there for the paycheck and usually have a clock on the wall directly behind you where you sit so that they can watch the clock count down until it's time to usher you right out the door, usually at the 50 minute mark. Those are some of the worst and I would say the majority of the therapists out there that I have personally encountered. You know, therapists themselves can have more issues than Playboy. And I have the unfortunate experience of meeting some of the most emotionally corrupt mental health professionals out there working today. I'll give you an example. I'm going to preface this by saying that this might trigger some of you more conservative type folks out there listening. And I'm not trying to offend anyone, I'm just telling you my own personal experiences. Years ago, I fired my therapist because he wouldn't stop talking about Jesus and religion. Now I have nothing against that if that's your thing. Do whatever works for you. I wholeheartedly support that in your world. but. It just doesn't work for me, and I knew it, so he had to go. The next guy I found, I really liked until he showed up to an appointment one day twitching with white powder all over his nose. That guy had to go as well. Oh, A few years later, I would go to one of my scheduled appointments only to be told that they were going to have to reassign me to another therapist, which meant that I was going to have to start all over again. And the worst part was they wouldn't even tell me why. A few days later, I saw on the front page of the local newspaper that he had been arrested for sexually assaulting one of his patients. That could have been me. So. Please keep in mind that just because these people have a degree on the wall doesn't make them any better or any less fallible than you. They are human beings and they have personal issues as well. Which is why my very first tip in finding the right therapist is in learning how to audition them. I give my new therapist at least the first three appointments to get to know them before I begin to judge their personal and professional style. And I also use those three appointments to make a decision as to whether they're a good fit for me or not. Now there are a series of questions that I like to ask myself. For example, do you like the therapist? And if not, leave. It's that simple. Don't waste your time with someone that you're not completely comfortable with for any reason. The next question I ask myself is, is your therapist non-judgmental? Now this is critical. I have actually had therapists who began projecting their personal beliefs on me during a therapy session. 
they get fired instantly. The next question I ask is, do you feel safe in talking with them? Because you'll be eventually opening up and having really intimate, revealing conversations with that person. So you need to feel safe in talking with them. You'll talk to your therapist about things you would never mention to anyone else. So it's important to feel safe with that person. Now, one key question to ask is what their therapeutic orientation is. Now, this simply refers to the approach that they take to therapy. Some common orientations are cognitive behavioral, humanistic, and psychodynamic orientations. Each of these orientations has its own strengths and weaknesses, so it's important to find the one that aligns with your needs and particular preferences. Another question to ask is about their experience working with people who have similar issues to yours. For example, if you're seeking therapy for anxiety, you'll want to find a therapist who has experience in treating anxiety. This way, they'll be more likely to understand your specific needs and how to best help you. But the most important question that I ask myself about my new therapist is, do I trust them? That's so important. If you don't trust them, stop right there. It's not going to work out well for you. It's also important to mention that if you happen to be LGBTQ, disabled, or have some specific challenge in your life, you'll most likely be more comfortable with someone who specializes in the unique issues that you face each and every day. So speak up and ask anything you need to know to ensure that that person that you are selecting will meet the particular needs that you have. Remember that they work for you. They are there to help you. And if they're not helping you, fire them and find someone who can. Now, let me say this. Therapy is hard. And just because therapy gets real, and I mean it gets real, real fast, that doesn't mean that it's not helping you. Your therapist is not there to simply agree with everything you say or believe. There's no therapeutic value in that at all. I personally like a therapist who will push back and call me out on my BS. I need that. What I can't stand is a therapist who just sits there and listens and never offers any guidance at all. They are lazy and simply do not care. It's important for you to have realistic expectations about what your therapist can and cannot do for you as well. They're not miracle-working magicians. They can't solve all of your problems. That's not even the point of therapy. A good therapist will never answer your existential life questions for you either. However, they will lead you down the path of answering those questions for yourself, and that is where the therapeutic value really comes in. Think of them as a tour guide who are simply there to keep you on the healthy mental path. But how do you know if your therapist is good or not? Well, a good therapist is someone who's able to help their patients deal with the challenges in their life effectively. They'll provide support and guidance to help them overcome pretty much any kind of difficulty that they might have in their life. A good therapist should be someone who is patient, 
and understanding and non-judgmental, and who has a genuine interest in helping others, because a lot of them are just there to collect their checks and pay off their incredible student loans, those are usually the clock watchers I mentioned earlier. So keep an eye out for those. What I'm about to say next is super important, so I want you to listen really carefully. Just because someone has a degree on the wall does not mean that they are good. It only means they have a degree on the wall, and that's it. I know a lot of doctors who are complete idiots. <laughs> a good therapist must be able to establish trust with their patients, as this is essential for the therapeutic relationship. They must be able to create a safe and supportive environment where patients feel comfortable discussing sensitive topics. Therapists should also be relaxed and confident and respect the confidentiality of their patients. Good therapists will have excellent communication skills, both verbal and written, and they'll be able to listen attentively and understand what their patients are really saying. In addition, a good therapist will help you understand more about yourself and your situation. They should have the skills and experience to help you achieve your goals. If you're unsure about whether therapy is right for you, it is always best to speak to a professional first. Your new therapist should also be able to provide practical advice and guidance based on their expertise and their experience. They will be able to offer suggestions on how to cope with difficult situations and provide support in times of real need. One of the most important benefits of seeing a therapist is that they can help you set realistic goals and develop a plan to achieve them. Once you have found a therapist, it's important to keep an open mind and be willing to share your thoughts and feelings freely. It's also important to be honest with your therapist and allow yourself to follow their guidance. They're going to keep you on the right path. Now, the harsh truth is that if you aren't completely 100% open and honest with your therapist, you're just wasting your time. It's only hurting you. With the help of a good therapist, you can overcome difficulties, achieve your goals, and lead a happier and more fulfilling life. Finally, it's important to ask about the therapist's availability and their fees. Some therapists only see clients during certain hours or days, so you'll need to make sure that your schedule works with theirs. Also, therapy can be really expensive, so you'll need to inquire about the therapist's fee structure and whether they accept your insurance. On the low end, expect to pay somewhere around $125 per weekly session or even more. So it's important to consider your family's financial situation when choosing a good therapist. If cost is a concern, there are many ways to offset the cost of therapy, such as using your health insurance or looking for sliding fee scales. Another approach is finding a personal coach. Now, personal one-on-one -on -one coaching is not therapy. Let me be very clear about that. There's a very distinct difference. However, 
If what you really need is less emotional and more along the lines of a better life strategy, better life skills, and more personal accountability, then finding the right life coach can be a good fit and far less expensive. I have been coaching people for a couple decades now, and my proven Life Skills Masterclass program has changed the lives of so many good people, people just like you. When you set goals, it's important to have someone to help you stay on track and accountable all along the way. This is where my personalized one-on-one coaching program comes in. At Life Skills Masterclass, we provide the guidance, support, and accountability that you need to achieve whatever is most important to you. We will help you identify your goals, develop a plan to achieve them, and provide strong ongoing support and the motivation to get where you need to be. We will also hold you accountable the whole way through making sure that you stay on track and don't get sidetracked or even discouraged. Our personalized one-on-one coaching program can be an invaluable asset in helping you achieve your life goals. We all get stuck in life from time to time, and a coach can help you get unstuck and moving in the right direction once again. If you're not sure where to start or you need some help in clarifying your goals, write to me and I'll personally answer you. My email address is stephen at lifeskillsmasterclass.com. That's stephen spelled S-T-E-V-E-N at lifeskillsmasterclass.com. I can help you figure out what you want, develop a plan to get there, and provide ongoing support and motivation at a price point that you can afford. Think of it as an investment in yourself and your future. So don't be afraid to improve your life by investing in yourself. It costs a lot less than you think, and the results are guaranteed. And you're worth it. Wouldn't you agree? So there you have it. Everything that you need to know about finding the best therapist for you. And remember, therapy doesn't have to be scary. In fact, it can often be one of the most helpful and beneficial things that you ever do for yourself. It certainly has been for me. Remember to be kind to everyone that you meet out there. We're all struggling in our own ways, and the truth is that we're far more alike than we are different. And once you learn how to stop focusing on what the outside looks like, you will evolve into a higher state of being. We all want the same things out there. A peaceful world, a decent place to live, good healthy food to eat, happy people in our lives, and a bright healthy future for our kids. We can get there. All it takes is tiny shifts in the way we think and process information. That's what this podcast is all about. My hope is that I just make you think. I hope that I've made you think a little bit today. Hey, I'm Stephen Diamond. Take good care of yourself and each other, and I'll see you next week. <music>